we'd like to welcome you back to our emergency freedom alert for June 8th, 2020. Uh, next report, which we've touched on this, here's a whole other section if you want more proof. Police truck caught dry delivering bricks for protesters to throw at private property. One of the aspects of the ongoing riots taking place throughout the United States is the delivery of pallets of bricks to neighborhoods where, quite coincidentally, rioters show up later. Imagine that. These rioters then throw the bricks at private property to smash and loot. Well, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Uh, thank God there's been, you know, I've played you some videos where they're like, no, we're not taking the bait, we're not doing this, and and that's good. That's very good. I like, love to see that. Um, but they were the government was hoping, or whoever's putting these out was hoping that they would use them in that regard. Who's providing these bricks? Well, they're in democratic government-run cities. Now, here's a compilation video from different cities across America where these bricks are being systematically pre-positioned ahead of time wherever riots are going to kick off. Okay, so I give you a link to that. It's it's pointless for me to play it because. You have to watch it, but it's it's in the PDF for this date. In Boston, closed-circuit video security cameras caught a Northeastern University police pickup truck unloading bricks into an alleyway for looters, for rioters and looters to use against private property. Here's the video. So I'll give you that video, and I'll give you screenshots of the video. In Houston, Texas, pallets of bricks found on streets where riots took place had delivery bills of lading which is like, you know, the the thing that is attached to the outside of the bricks um, by the who, who's ever shipping them, the bill of lading, okay? Uh, bills of lading showing that they were ordered by the Houston police. Um, the Houston, it, it's misspelled, but it's Houston police. In Frisco, Texas, pallets of bricks left on a street corner for rioters were coned off with cones carrying the ownership lettering city of frisco utility and i'm giving you pictures of all of this in the pdf in new york city pallets of bricks uh were left in in the bicycle lane of second avenue between marks st mark's place and 7th street coned off by the city of new york barricades they're so kind as to even cone them off with barricades and Nice little yellow cone, orange cone so everybody will see them and know exactly what they're there for. And here's all the pictures of the corresponding things I just said. What America's now seeing with these riots is an actual criminal conspiracy at the highest levels perpetuated by the government against its own people. Democratic-run local governments are facilitating violent criminal attacks against the American people. Local governments spent taxpayer money to buy bricks for rioters to use against the very taxpayers who pay for the government's existence. Isn't that special? The Declaration of Independence outlines what must take place in situations like this. I'll just read you some of that. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men were created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to instruct new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety, safety and happiness. Later in the same Declaration of Independence, it says something similar but stronger. It says, quote, 
when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same objectives in evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism it is their right and their duty to throw off such government and to provi provide new guards for their future security so there you have it america specific local governments are now proved to be directly involved in facilitating violent criminal acts against their own people here's another another report this just broke shake up a new york police department police commissioner is out numerous chiefs have been moved a major shakeup is reportedly taking place uh, in, the, in the new york police department now this isn't part of the whole declaration of independence where they're throwing off the old government in place of a better one this is the implementation of this agenda now that is being pushed by atifa and black lives matter because obviously all white people are the source of all evil in the universe so therefore we have to replace them with um black police chief black police chiefs i'm sure that are on board with the and, and again if it was it was a black police chief that was righteous and was like pro-constitution i'm all for it man go 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 love you but if it's somebody that's in line with obviously antifa and black lives matter and on the payroll of george soros no i'm not for that and if it was a white guy i wouldn't be for it either i don't care i don't i expose evil wherever i see it so in this case the police commissioner is out um unknown replacement chief monahan is out now i don't know these people but this is just whatever chief harrison an african-american will replace him this is allegedly a purely racial move by the new york city mayor de blasio reports say he wants a he wants a black as the top chief in the department can you imagine if it was the other way around that if they were kicking all the black chiefs out and replacing them with white guys can you imagine the stinking public outcry that would never end but it's fine to do it the other way around okay i just love to point out the mountains of hypocrisy when it comes to this subject uh and that he he lists some stuff here that doesn't they don't make a lot of sense chief of detectives chief william aubrey i don't know if that means he's out chief of transportation chief beltran i don't know if that means he's out he said all out personal per permanently transferred unknown details so i believe the two people i just listed are out permanently transferred unknown details db realignment no more borough da squads no more special details public officials intel will be provided as needed school safety division will be reassessed i mean they're just they're breaking up everything and this is what they're talking more and more and more about doing away with the the police departments now and replacing them with whatever george soros public safety officers that are going to be installed because i think what the new world order got to a point of realizing is that there's too many police officers that are going to be on board with the citizens they're not going to go in they're not going to kick in the doors and go in and confiscate guns they're not going to be on a board with the new world order for the most part so we just have to just disband them and get them out of there and that's what this whole floyd thing was about getting rid of the police uh, police uh, uh, departments because guess what minneapolis city council announces intent to disband the police department this also just broke nine of the 12 minneapolis city council members announced their intent to disband the police the city's police department no police at all just let's have just have total chaos and rioting now i'm not saying the police always act in a good way i'm not saying that but just bear in mind 
I believe at this point, most of the time, if they're acting like jackboot thugs, it's probably because that's part of the New World Order agenda and they were sent in there to do that so that this very thing would end up happening because there'd be enough public outcry and the mass mainstream media would be leading the way and Black Lives Matter would be leading the way and Antifa would be leading the way. There'd be enough public outcry to actually have talks now of dis disbanding and getting rid of the police departments. I really believe this is all part of the theater that we're seeing. Nine of the 12 Minneapolis City Council members announced their intent to disband the police department, which has endured relentless criticism in the wake of the killing of porn star and drug addict George Floyd. We're going to get into that later. That's undisputable, what I just said. We are here today because George Floyd was killed by the Minneapolis Police Department, even though that was staged, okay? We are also here because in Minneapolis and in the cities across the United States, it is clear that our existing system of policing and public safety isn't working for so many of our neighbors. Minneapolis City Council member Lisa Bender said in a written statement on Sunday, she said, quote, our efforts at incremental reform have failed. So evidently now they needed something super, super mega radical. Because I'm sure that that won't, that won't fit Satan's agenda. I'm sure it won't. The announcement today also arrives after several members of the council have expressed a co complete loss of confidence in the Minneapolis Police Department. Um, we are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department, tweeted council member Jeremiah Ellison on June 4th, pledging to dramatically rethink the city's approach to emergency response. I'm sure it'll be something that'll be righteous and good holy and just obviously it will let's go further red alert we are rapidly coming down to a general versus general and the demilitarization of america okay so this is dave hodges um from i don't know a couple days ago all right mattis came out today he should be arrested for treason for saying this and that's not hyperbole he told the military, and particularly the Marines, do not obey President Trump. Now, remember what I said before about them installing the, all those, those, those points I was going through about them um, having some type of military coup, and then they're bringing back old faces and installing a military leader in opposition to whatever figurehead president that we might have. In this case, it's Trump. Well, yeah, right on cue. We have Mattis doing this. And and Dave Hodges did not put out that information that I was reading from. That's treason. He should be brought back into active duty, court-martialed, and sentenced to Leavenworth for treason. You should hear what the federal law enforcement agent that reported this to me before it hit the news. should hear what he's having to say. And this person's ex-military. <clears throat> and this person's beyond his wits at the betrayal of Mattis against the U.S. government. You see, he's not betraying just Trump. He's betraying the Constitution. He's betraying public safety. He's, he's enabling rioters. This man has gone full-blown communist, new world order, globalist. Yeah. Now, he's going right along with Black Lives Matter, George Soros, Antifa. The, he's going right along with that, with that mindset, that coup 
type of let's and that coup is just not about trump it's about like i said getting rid of the police department it's about a whole new it's about a new world order again that's what they want to bring us into i was told by my rsoft source that when the conflict comes it'll be general versus general this is the beginning of what we're seeing underlying what i just said okay write it down word for word take notes and share it when the conflict comes in other words, we're in a war right now, but when it breaks out and it goes to every state, every part of every state, when that conflict comes, it'll be general versus general. I've covered this before with you. Mattis' attitude and the defense secretary's attitude, Esper, by saying, oh, we don't need no National Guard. Who cares if people get their businesses burned down? Who cares if people get murdered? Who cares how many cops like Jorge Rodriguez in New York City came with an inch of losing his life, his helmet being the saving grace against a brick that hit him, and he's still suffering the after effects? But who cares about all that? Yeah. Well, I care. I want law and order. Yeah, amen. And no, I don't want prejudice. And yes, I will march against it. Yes, I will call it out when I see it. But that's not what's going on here, folks. This is the takeover of the country. This is the takeover of the United States. And what we're seeing is a division in the military that I told you was coming. I said Army, Air Force, one team, and Mattis is trying to split the one main major branch right. that fully supports Trump, and that's the Marines. He's trying to break that up. And again, right. I did read that earlier from his, his report. And I was told general versus general. Well, this is exactly what we see. This is a general betrayal as well, a general treason. And this General Mattis, Mad Dog, that's a good name for him. He should be brought up on charges and sent to Leavenworth. He is a traitor. I don't care what he's done in the past. He's a traitor to the Republic. Now, does Trump have the, shall we say, intestinal fortitude to do something about this? But he hasn't shown anything in terms of resolve of stopping this scourge that's going across the country and victimizing thousands of innocent civilians. Innocent. And they're all black, white, brown, Asian. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, everyone's being victimized here, people across all racial backgrounds. It's just CNN won't cover if a black business gets burned out. That's a tragedy. CNN didn't want to cover David right. Dorn getting murdered. Right, yeah. And he was killed by a looter. Oh, if he had been yeah. killed by a white Milwaukee police officer, oh, yeah. it'd have been all yeah. over it. He's killed by a black looter, and, and he's he's a police officer, but it doesn't count because the guy that killed him was black, and he's black. So then that that cancels out. That's 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 not even on their radar screen. The only thing they care about is a white cop killing a black guy. That's all that matters. That's all that counts. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Candace Owens talk about this a little bit later. Okay, where she addressed her own race, the blacks. And I'm just going to let her lay it out because she did it brilliantly. And you can't accuse me of being prejudiced because she said it, I didn't. It's brilliant. And I'm going to let I'm going to play that a little bit later. It's not like I agree with every single thing, you know, Candace Owens says, but in this particular instance, I think she did an amazing job. They should have been. Why aren't they all over it when the other thing comes? David Dorn was a 77-year-old retired captain who served the people of St. Louis bravely. Bravely. Right. And this is how he meets his end, and we just throw him away like he's some piece of garbage? And oh, by the way, in case you didn't know, David Dorn is black. We are seeing the Civil War take sides right now. Mark it down. Okay? Share this with your neighbors and friends. Send emails. 
this is the beginning of general versus general. The defense secretary, Esper, and Mattis are on the same side. When he says general versus general, he means military general versus military general. That that's the way this is playing out. Things are, are being divided now. Lines are being drawn in the sand, and this is what he's talking about. Trying to split the military right now, in particular, they're really going after the Marine Corps. Because the Marine Corps loves Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you some advice, too. Do not go to militia meetings. Do not go to public gatherings. They are targeted for violence. Paul Preston, I told you four years ago, this was coming from an inside source in the Cal Exit movement that had been part of the Obama administration. We've covered this. Remember all the weapons that they were talking about that um, Soros or the Chinese government had moved in when we were talking about that earlier? You know, so again, I'm here to warn. I'm a watchman. I'm just giving you a heads up. You do as God instructs you to do. Okay. But I, I want to give you all sides of this equation here. Multiple times going back to 2016, we just did a broadcast on this. Do not go to these public meetings. Militia people, I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me. If you got your own group, great. Organize them. But I'm telling you, public gatherings are the worst place to be. There are people that are driving cars into crowds. There are people that are doing drive-by shootings. They're not being reported in the media, but I'm hearing about it from law enforcement agents. So people say, well, the shooting hasn't started. How do we know it's a civil war? The shooting has started. The division among the generals has started. Stay tuned for the next broadcast. Give me a thumb. Okay, so we have that. I'm just going to try to go through all this rapid fire. Cover as much ground as we can today here. Okay, so next report is Red Alert Disarming America. Both federal and local law enforcement agents uh, are actively being disarmed in a surprise military and paramilitary terrorist invasion. These people would be the first line of defense. In addition, these officers and agents are vulnerable to Antifa and any other terrorist group. Now, this is, I believe this is a, 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 might be a series of three reports I think he put out in succession. And I'm just playing you like the meat of each report. Now, let's get down to the nitty gritty in Austin and it's coming to the uh, Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex uh, SWAT helicopters being taken out of play shotguns being taken out of play cops being seriously underarmed with specific weapons being taken away from them also even some of their non-lethalities their 303 being taken away uh-huh and that's in the capital of Texas run by Democrats they're disarming the police. And, and, and what we're seeing now is a call. There was a gigantic Black Lives Antifa rally in Washington, D.C. this weekend, and the National Guard were totally disarmed from what I, from what I saw, mainstream reports. So, I mean, this is happening everywhere. For the end of police departments in their present form. Okay, I support police reorganization, so we limit the opportunity for the George Floyd situation to ever happen again. I support that wholeheartedly, but that's not what's going on here. This is a disguised motive. You remember, this is Antifa behind this. Okay, these aren't reformers of citizens that have good intentions. This is Antifa that has burned down buildings, committed arson, and attacked 77-year-old veterans in wheelchairs. That's who we're dealing with. This is a plan. This is a plan, ladies and gentlemen, to disarm the police across the country. 
and it looks like it could be for police reorganization. But wouldn't we go through a series of policy changes first? You'd have citizen review boards, community activists coming in, leaders from BLM and the NAACP and all other human rights groups. Wouldn't they be coming in to say, okay, let's hammer something out? But no, right now we're going right for the jugular and disarming cops from field weapons they're going to need. Cops right now are being neutered in major cities across the country. They're already being prevented from acting against the rioters and the looters. That's one thing. The other thing that's happening here is the disarming of police across the country. Here's your distraction. Here is the delusion. Here is the false flag. Who's your first line of defense in community defense? Russians come in, the Chinese come mm -hmm. in, ISIS comes mm -hmm. in. Who would be your first line? The first people there, the first responders. Is it going to be the military? No and heck no. It's going to be your on-the-peat cops. And they would mobilize as best they could until they got help. Mm -hmm. We're having our frontline defenders disarmed. This is the right. purpose. And can this you imagine if they were replaced with the George Soros crew, their hand-picked devils, they're going to be on board with the Chai Coms and the Russians and the, the UN troops coming out of the woodwork eventually at the end or the MS-13 gang members initially. They're going to be all working in concert with them. I mean, it's unbelievable. This is for a later invasion and... You need to read the articles I've been posting on the commonsenseshow.com because I talk about phases of a revolution, the six stages Antifa is going through right now, and they're entering into stage three. You need to read these articles. This is all clearly spelled out. But right now, if you disarm the police from any meaningful weapons that could do battle against armed insurgencies or even an army or a Red Dawn attack or a massive organized paramilitary terrorist attack, it's your on-the-beat cops. That's your first line. Disarm them. That's what they're doing. They're not going to stop with that. They'd like to start with the American people, but they also know right now they're going to get the shooting war that they didn't want. Not at this point. That's coming later. But you're going to have your guns taken, too. But first they disarm the cops. Now they're going to find a way to neutralize the military. And as I just said, Mattis's comments about disobeying the commander-in-chief who's giving lawful orders, lawful orders, constitutional orders. Maybe the Constitution is not popular today, but it's still constitutional. And Mattis needs to be court-martialed, as I said in the last broadcast, bring him back into active duty, court-martial him, and send him to Leavenworth for treason, for telling the Marines not to obey President Trump. That's the second level of getting the military to be less effective. First, you disarm your first responders, militarily speaking. Then you go after your main guys in the military and you try to make them less effective as a fighting unit and watch the demilitarization start there as well. Watch it start with the defunding of the National Guard. This is the plan, folks. This is disarming America for a future attack. Make no mistake about it. Because if we were doing police review and revision and, and modifications to how police departments are run, you would have meetings and administrative policies and city councils and mayors and governors would be acting on this. But instead, we're getting unilateral orders from Democratic mayors to disarm their police. It's a plot against the defense of America 
to lead to a violent overthrow of this government. Make no mistake about that's what's going on here. I'm going to come back with a third report in just a moment. Uh, and so we're on, on the... So that's, that's what we'll go ahead and listen to next, which is shocking. Why are the public record requests being made on as many Leos as possible? What that means is law enforcement officers. As if it wasn't enough for law enforcement agents to now be disarmed and jeopardize their role as America's frontline defenders, now the officers and agents themselves and their families are being targeted for violence. The following report provides the details. Man, I never, never thought it was going to happen this fast, but it's here. We're in the middle of it. We've already reported today that Mattis is committing treason by ordering Marines are trying to get Marines to follow his direction to disobey the commander-in-chief. Hello, treason. No other word for it. And uh, we say this is a case of general versus general starting, and that's what the Civil War will be, where this is the first step right here. The second thing that we looked at today was just so volatile. Um, it, it's the disarming of police across the country, and really what it is, it's disarming frontline defenders that could protect you and me from invasion whether it's a paramilitary invasion, a military invasion, a Red Dawn invasion, but we're being demilitarized as we speak. But also, too, not only are we being demilitarized from an equipment standpoint and a firearm standpoint, here's the catch for today. We are now being demilitarized from a personnel standpoint. Do you know it's illegal for anyone to post the address and phone number of a police officer? Almost every community has that law, and it's a good law. Cops should be able to carry out their duties without fear of retribution. That's about ready to change. A call from a senior federal law enforcement agent to meet this morning while I was at breakfast. He said to me, Dave, LEOs are having open records requests made on them across the board. And I said, is it common? He goes, it seems to be just about every one of them. They're looking for everything they can get, including where they live. That can only mean one thing. Now, if that's the case, and let's say there's like this night of the long knives or this week of the long knives or something like they had in Nazi Germany. What if what if swaths of these Antifa like types of people, Black Lives Matter, whoever they're going to get for this. Go in and, and it's like, I mean, obviously that would bring us into absolute total chaos and martial law. But then you, you literally wouldn't even have a police department because they'd all be dead or injured. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but man, why would they be doing these record requests in mass if they didn't have some very, very nefarious plan? You see what I say? Prayer right now is it's more important than ever because... I mean, we could just be on the cusp of so many massive things going down. It, it defies the imagination. Now, Border Patrol agents have already been beaten up in the past at Del Rio, Texas, by the cartels. And DHS was dispatched to the scene to fix the problem. And if you know anybody in law enforcement, you really should forward them the last three videos I play. You don't have to forward them my teaching. But if you just copy and paste those or go up to Hodges' website and forward them they need to be aware of this they need to have a heads up any law enforcement officer you know okay needs to know about this 
Del Rio is a hotbed of criminal activity, has been for a long time. You name it, child sex trafficking, major drug running, gun running, uh, uh, Fast and Furious went through Del Rio, Texas. It's a terrible, terrible place crime-wise. And we've already seen law enforcement agents targeted from the Border Patrol. But now we're seeing it for Dallas police officers and so forth. And, and honestly, what we need to be talking about here, ladies and gentlemen, is this, is that not only are the cops being demilitarized, now they're being put in danger on purpose after they're not being allowed to do their job to stop the rioters. Does anyone see the overall pattern here? This is a prelude for invasion. This isn't revenge for what happened to Mr. Floyd. It has nothing to do with this whatsoever. This is a political military agenda being taken on. This is a military operation. Yes. There's more going on, too. Let me uh, go to my notes here um, from a phone conversation I asked to have a text sent to me. Uh, north of the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth Metroplex, Hood County, Parker County, and Jack County, and TIFA is making those open record requests there on all law enforcement agents, but they're staging protests in that area this weekend. In those counties, a lot of times they only have three and four police officers. They're going to where they can overwhelm police officers so they can carry out their mayhem and mischief. Right. And every police officer in that area is in danger. And again, this has nothing to do with Mr. Floyd. I can't believe anyone from Mr. Floyd's uh, family would think we want all cops targeted across the country. We think this is a good thing. Of course, they don't think that. I've heard them interviewed on TV. They're very reasonable people dealing with an awful situation. And I think that uh, we ought to listen to the words that I talked about last night from Dwayne um, The Rock, who said, listen, we're all in this together. We need to find common solutions, but that's not the agenda here. The war has started. The war is on you. The war is on your republic. It's on your constitutional liberties. It's on your elected political leaders who are conservative. It's against Christian churches. It's against free enterprise. It's against the private property ownership rights that we have under the Fifth Amendment. It's under due process we have under the Fifth Amendment. These are all be gone if the wrong people take over. And this is the objective. And so they can get what they want. If they can't win an election, they're prepared to move militarily. And it's really clear. Why else would you try to disarm all the police across the country? First, you would have revision meetings, as I said, for police departments, come up with new policies, and you might soften the weapons they have. But you're not going to basically strip them down. And this is what's beginning to happen. Read between the lines, people. Read between the lines. This is no longer about Mr. Floyd's tragedy. This is about taking your country away from you. That's it for the comment. Okay, then we have that. So let's go forward. Uh, listeners sent me this, and I, I thought that there was enough in here. Now, this is mainstream. This is Michael Savage. We are witnessing a soft military coup against the president. I think he brings up some really good points here. It's not that I'm advocating everything Michael Savage says, but in this particular case, this is even from a mainstream person clearly seeing what's going on here or at least apparently what's going on specific terms what i mean today we are witnessing a soft military coup against president trump let me say it again this is clearly a soft now i will also state in this that if this is happening this is part of the theater this is part of the by the design this is part of the reason why trump's doing nothing to stop it 
okay? Because he doesn't have that power. He's a puppet of the Rothschilds. He's being used to bring in the New World Order. He's playing his part, okay? So they're coming at it from like the standpoint of, oh, I can't believe Trump's got to do something. He's got to whatever. And if he's playing this part, you know, it's not going to happen. But I do think it's a unique perspective that he's talking about here. Military coup against President Trump. We've all heard the generals, James Mattis denouncing President Trump. We heard John Kelly letting loose on Trump. We heard uh, another general letting loose on Trump. It's hard to believe we're li living through this. The generals and their attacks on President Trump have dragged the military into this fight. The Pentagon chief, Esper, many of you don't know his background. He has a great military background. He's an airborne, 101st Airborne troop. Esper is no civilian type. He did something today that will shock you. Esper, behind the president's back without the president's concurrence, has disarmed the guardsmen in Washington, D.C. This story just came out minutes ago. The Pentagon has told the D.C. National Guard and guardsmen from other states who have arrived in the nation's capital as backup to not use firearms or ammunition. Not use firearms or ammunition. They have to face the bricks, the stones, the urine, the vomit, the fists from these vermin in the street, and they can't defend themselves. You have to ask yourself, how can a defense secretary send men into an urban battlefield and tell them not to use weapons, not even to shoulder weapons, no firearms? How did this nation evolve so rapidly in front of our eyes? How is that possible? The whole nation saw the looting. The whole nation saw the uh, gangs looting the city dry. All of us, including minorities who know what's going on, want the National Guard to stop it. And if they can't stop the looters and rioters, we wanted the military to stop the looters and rioters. Instead, we're getting the opposite. That's why I say we're witnessing a soft military coup against President Trump. We keep hearing that we need police reform. Well, I disagree. I think we need criminal reform. I need... Listen to me. Let me make it very clear. Here in California, this left-wing fanatical governor released thousands of hardened criminals into the streets, first under uh, prison reform, whatever that means, then because of the COVID epidemic. How many of the thieves who were breaking into the windows and robbing had been released by governor exactly. this or governor that? How yes. many? You'll never know yep. because the vermin in the press will never report it. So what is actually happening right now? Well, let me read you something from a highly decorated friend who served in Vietnam. He's a paratrooper, special ops. He fought the communists in Vietnam. He has shrapnel in his body to prove it. And he's a wonderful man. And he said, what's happening now, Michael, it's an insurgency which is part of a revolutionary movement. It is classic revolutionary strategy which has undermined the authority and credibility of the government. So fear and distrust among the population, subvert the means of communication in the media. Michael, they will go all out in November to subvert the election by any means. Another aspect of revolution is to use the tempo of the action to rob banks for money. 
to fund further operations. Last week, we saw one of Obama's foot soldiers die when explosives he was using on an ATM went off in his face. Several other ATMs were hit in the same city the same day. And these generals, Michael, why are they putting out statements Trump has no authority to order federal troops for civil disturbance duties? He says, unless they're part of the opposition, knowing what they say will be broadcast by the anti-Trump media and willing to make false statements on the expectation there will be no consequences. Michael, the nation is in peril. It would be logical to assume they aren't isolated cases and there may be a resistance movement within the military itself. Michael, never forget the movie Seven Days in May. It's a chilling commentary from a war hero who knows what's going on. No, I've never seen times like this, and I've seen other rioting, rioting times, riotous times. I've never seen them quite like this. They're more organized. They seem to have the military on their side, not against them. And, of course, we know the media is completely sold out to the communist revolution. There's no question about that one. Now, today, being Friday, it's the open mic to mic Friday. So whatever the topic is that's grating at you, and if you're listening to me on the stream where the show is very dominant, you can still call this program at 855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE. You can call on any of the topics that you've been agitating over. I couldn't sleep last night, frankly. I had a rough night because it's finally penetrated. Let me put it to you this way. I have a good capacity for compartmentalizing politics and trying to keep them out of my inner being so that I don't die altogether. And this, I've, I've learned this over a 26-year period. I can relate to the story. I can get passionate about a story or a situation, but I've learned to compartmentalize the situation and not let it get at me. Well, it got at me. It finally came through my subconscious. It's eating at me as it must be eating at you. When we see our great nation going up in smoke and one mayor after another, one city after another capitulates to the mobs. So I've been tweeting and I've been posting on michaelsavage.com. So let me go back a few days to the last podcast from the Wednesday show, June 3rd which was Savage Raps on the Riots and what, and what Other Calamities Await Us in 2020. And then on, the, on this day in the morning, or yesterday, I linked a story where Antifa was caught teaching how to gouge out eyes on hidden camera yes. through Project Veritas. Yes. Great, great, great journalist, Project Veritas. Antifa caught teaching how to gouge out eyes on a hidden camera. And today we wake up and we read that the defense secretary has disarmed our National Guardsmen. And then I got an interesting email this morning. The president wants to appear on the Savage Nation to meet his core supporters probably next week. Well, I was happy to hear that. And I asked you on my Twitter feed, what do you want me to tell President Trump when he appears on my radio program? How can he stop this chaos and control the leftist mobs, I asked. That was uh, responded, great response to that. And then an hour ago, I said a soft military coup against President Trump is on the way. And then just a few minutes before the show, I got out a pamphlet that I wrote in 1991. It's not really for sale. I'm not trying to make any money off it, but I thought it's appropriate. You know what the title of that pamphlet is? The Death of the White Male, which was the case against affirmative action. 
And I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. I wrote it in 1991, long before I was on the radio, because of what was done to me, an immigrant son, in the name of fairness, through the trick called affirmative action. You think I'm alone? I wrote the death of the white male, and in it I called for a national vote on ending affirmative action. And there are forms at the end of this booklet written in 1990. I then saw the passage of Proposition 209 in the state of California. I was very, very happy to see that. Proposition 209 prohibited the hiring of people based on race in any public job. You thought we won that battle, and then one rotten, stinking, foul judge, his name is Felton Henderson, the man was never permitted, never should have been allowed to be a judge. He had worked for the ACLU, you see, and then the Democrat establishment that gives us nothing but headaches and trouble. Let Felton Henderson become a judge, and with the stroke of a pen, this rat bum, left-wing fanatic, stole the vote of millions of Californians. That was the beginning of the death of this state. The beginning of the death of this state. The death of the white male. Maybe I'll read it to you later. It's a long thing. I may have any part of it. Phone number is 855-47282. Let me go to michaelsavage.com. Again, I want to make this a variety show today. So here are some of the articles that are up on michaelsavage.com, the home of the savage nation, where borders, language, and culture are the motto. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser renamed 16th Avenue Northwest Black Lives Matter Plaza. No comment. The Buffalo protest that was knocked down has a name as Martin Gugino. I watched it last night. I saw this tall guy charging the police and grabbing one of the cops who simply slapped this old leftist away from him, and the old man stumbled backwards and smacked his head, unfortunately, and uh, was seriously injured. You know, there's a rule in life. You don't charge riot police in the middle of a riot and not expect to get knocked on your ass. Pardon me. What did you expect the riot police to do, Mr. Gugino? But this is what a leftist is. Then we have another article for you to look at. A parade of idiocy from New York City politicians. You've got to read that one. Barr says signs of foreign actors exacerbating violence at George Floyd protests. Let him do something about it. All rioters, arsonists, looters in St. Louis freed from jail without charges. Isn't that funny? They all want a merit badge. They all got a merit badge to go home to their friends and say they were in jail overnight and they really had fun. Can you believe this country? As White House braces for largest protest yet, Pentagon sends troops home. Oh, yes, May has, saw, has seen the biggest jobs increase ever of 2.5 million as the economy starts to recover from coronavirus. Don't tell that to the left-wing fanatics in the gutters. Don't tell that to the, uh, quote, activists who are breaking into storefronts. They don't need a job. All they got to do is loot. What do you need a job for? When you can break into a store and steal what you want, steal a car, what do you need a job for? Right. De Blasio, New York City, broke up a Jewish funeral a month ago. But today he allows thousands of George Floyd funeral service in Brooklyn. Did you see that one? Mm -hmm. The same rat 
bum mayor de Blasio, who broke up a Jewish funeral one month ago, allowed thousands at the George Floyd funeral service in Brooklyn. If you think it's not political, you're deranged. Well, there's one positive note. Armed Idaho citizens keep Antifa troublemakers away. That's right. They touched on the wrong nerve up there in Idaho. I'm thinking of moving there now, at least in my mind. Yeah. Armed Idaho citizens keep Antifa troublemakers away. See, the Antifa troublemakers go to the soft cities, the sanctuary cities. Yes. The cities that are run by absolute incompetent fools. And they loot, they commit violence, they make everyone get on their hands and knees and apologize to them. But in Idaho, they met men with guns, and they did not cause any mayhem. Now, this is going on in other parts. of. I've, I've heard another account of a gentleman online, uh, that Tibisaurus Rex guy, if you look him up on YouTube. And he the exact same thing happened in his hometown. They arrived, they were organized. They were patriots with firearms. Antifa pulled up in cars, in buses. The, the um, patriots already had drones in the skies. They had all this stuff going on. Those guys turned tailed and run like the cowards they were and are. Because they knew, you know, <laughs> they want soft targets. They want people that are going to lay down and, you know, roll over and show them their soft underbelly. That's what they want. That's what they're looking for. And when you bow up to them and you show you're organized and you have, you know, firearms and you show that men show up that actually are willing to defend their community, their wives, their daughters, their sons, their, you know, the elderly. Well, Antifa doesn't want anything to do with that because they're cowards. Okay, so I'm going to play a series of three very short videos from Dabu7, and I'll just give you the titles in the order I'm playing them. Florida mayor declares state of emergency, issues temporary ban on the sale of firearms. Minneapolis moles a plan to abolish the police department, which we've touched on that, and replace with a new public safety, uh, evidently, department. And then shocking evidence suggests coordinated effort to orchestrate an uprising inside the United States. So let's just go ahead and play these three short videos in succession. Again, I'm trying to give you, if you can only come one place one time a week, I'm trying to give you maximum content squished into audios where we're covering maximum ground here. So let's go ahead and play these. This is Dabu7. I want to point out some things that are happening here. And we warn all the time that certain instances or events could have repercussions that affect us all. And sometimes it's not in a fair light. But what we have going on here in Florida is a West Palm Beach mayor declaring state of emergency this past week, issuing a temporary ban on the sale and the public possession of firearms. This is something very important to pay attention to and to see what happens here if this continues down this path. Now, everyday people have a right to bear arms to defend themselves, and they're pushing forward laws in this chaos in different little areas and towns, enforcing things in different manners, and this is one of them. So other people are like, hold on, you're telling me 
that I cannot get a gun to protect myself now. I cannot possess a firearm to protect myself. And as the mayor sees it, no one needs anything out here to protect themselves. And when, with that kind of statement, it's how are you going to stop the goons then that are already not being stopped? The only ones that seem to have been stopped are the ones that have been shot. And then the rest flee. So I just wanted to highlight this because we could see more of this. What happens if it rolls into your neck of the woods? And then they're like, oh, emergency. You can't sell or possess a gun, a firearm. How do you think that's going to go down in your neck of the woods? Things to think about. I'm going to break it down on the next live stream. Make sure to join me tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. And we will be live streaming from the streets of Charlotte this weekend. Make sure to join us as we'll have live coverage from there exclusively over here on DLive. It's the only place you're going to find these streams and all the action. You'll find links below in the description box. Much love. This is Dapu7. In Minneapolis, we have the city council saying that they're looking into a plan to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department and replace it with a new public safety organization. So it begins here in a form of taking down a police station in the form and fashion that we've all seen it and have known it forever. Where cops are there working and get calls and get dispatched and go out to their job, come back. That's going to change. Now they're suggesting replacing a lot of this stuff with a more holistic is how they put it, public safety department that's geared toward violence prevention and community services. They're saying that social workers and medics could respond to situations that were once handled by police. And they're saying they cite drug overdoses and things like that. So we're just going to have to really wait and see how this is rolled out with the details, but they're not the only ones. We're hearing this reform and this talk in other areas, and it almost seems like there's an organized push here in many different areas. And that's how they do. That's how they roll things out to change things across, across the board. We could see a dismantling of police stations and this new form of public safety rolled out. And it's being talked about in other places, like I said, outside of Minneapolis as well. I just wanted to bring people's attention to it and also let folks know you can join us for these live streams over here on DLive. I'll be in the streets of Charlotte this weekend, so make sure to tune in over here on Saturday evening. We'll be covering it from the streets and Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, always live. This is Dabu7. There is shocking evidence, mounting evidence suggesting that there is a coordinated effort across the country here orchestrating an uprising that every single one of you have witnessed where it has spilled out of the cities and they're threatening suburbs at this point in many different locations and it is indeed all by design and again I, one of the reasons that i place so many different sources is as i i'm trying to give you the whole biblical concept of out of the mouth of two or three witnesses a thing is established pretty much 
in unison, people in alternative media and even now mainstream, Michael Savage and Dabu7, Dave Hodges, uh, a lot of these people are all kind of coming to the same conclusion. We have seen the many different factions that are tied into this. They keep mentioning Antifa and BLM or Black Lives Matter, which we know are there. We've proven. I've seen them with my own eyes in Louisville on the ground. But there's other groups that are tied into this as well, like the ones that we covered that said that they shipped all the people into Louisville with one-way tickets. It was Freedom Uprising, I believe was the name of the name of that group. And these are just small subgroups that are being used by rich people to orchestrate this whole thing across the country. That's paying to get people from out of town to show up into different places. They're paying for the vehicles that are being used. They're paying for the training. They're paying the leaders that have the bullhorns. Yep. They are also the ones that are organizing the weapons all over the place and the supplies, whether it's water or whether it's stacks of bricks that we have seen in city after city after city. Spray painting going on saying F-12 and ACAB repeated in every single city. The same thing, knowing that it's all tied in. This, they're setting fires the same way. They have the exact same fireworks that they're using. They're breaking out windows in mass in the same type of pattern. And just destroying things, being dropped off by the car loads. They're jumping out with tools and they're going to work and they're getting picked back up. And as we've seen in Boston, the crews that worked Boston then headed up to Rhode Island and ransacked Rhode Island the very next night. So some of them on the move. Many different officers, many different people, journalists, and people watching this unravel are making statements saying that this is well organized. Many of the police chiefs that have given statements about what's going on in their cities have stated that this is well organized and they know it. So the evidence is mounting. I'm going to continue to share this and I'm going to go over this in greater detail. Okay, so we have that. Now let's go further. Okay, authorities just released porn star George Floyd's complete autopsy report. Astounding findings. Now, this is straight from the Hennepin County um, Autopsy Center. There's two different links I give you. Autopsy for George Floyd. Hennepin County, Minnesota Medical Examiner's Office on Wednesday evening released a complete 20-page autopsy report detailing the death of George Floyd. Toxicology report. Blood. Uh, drug and novel psychoactive substances that he tested for. He tested positive for fentanyl, okay, which is like, you know, more powerful than heroin. Neurofentanyl, 4-ANNP, which is the metabolite of fentanyl. He also tested positive for methamphetamine, 11-hydroxy-delta-THC, delta-9-carboxy-THC, and delta 9 thc which is pot th thc cotein positive which is for nicotine caffeine positive urine drug screen was presumptively positive also for cannabinoids you know like with pot amphetamines and fentanyl metabolites uh urine drug screen also confirmed that he had morphine in his system how many more drugs could this guy have been possibly whacked out on this porn star. How many possible more drugs could he have in his system and live? I mean, these are the big, big Mac Daddy drugs. Fentanyl and methamphetamine? Neurofentanyl? Wow. How could you even be living 
with all that stuff in your system. Also, more, uh, there's just so much fishy garbage around this. I had a listener sent me this. Uh, more weird things I found out. Here's a link here. George Floyd fired. The fired officer overlapped security shifts at, at the South Minnesota Club because they work together. Very strange. He seemed to have played in some also trashy porn videos, yes. He was known as the Landlord. That was his nickname as his porn star. So we're talking some majorly, majorly drug-addicted porn star. And we're going to just end the world over this guy's staged death because I do believe it's staged. Way too many fishy things going on here. Now, we'll ignore it, though, if it's a black guy killing another black guy. And it doesn't matter if that other black guy's a police officer. But if it's a white guy killing a black guy in any kind of police capacity, the world has to officially end. Even though more white guys, by far, get killed per year by police officers than black guys do. I gave you those statistics. Candace Owens will also give them to you. The, the hypocrisy is the biggest thing I have the problem with here. And it is so gigantic that it defies the imagination. George Floyd also had a violent, long, horrible criminal history that she's going to go over. Here's a link to it if you want to know more about that. I'm going to I'm going to let Candace Owens talk though now, and I'm going to let her she's like a conservative type of voice for I, I believe the black community and um I, again i don't know every single thing i'm not saying I endorse every single single thing she's ever said but i think she makes some really good points here she's addressing as a black woman she's addressing other blacks so let's just go ahead and let her speak this is a little bit long but i really couldn't see cutting this one down any okay so here we go Candace Owens and the George Floyd facts. I'm aware it's going to make a lot of people hate me, um, but at the end of the okay, day, so I... Candace Owens is a conservative commentator, a political activist with her own show on PragerU YouTube channel. She announced last month that she will run for national political office against an incumbent Democrat truth is more important and especially in times of tremendous deceit which i think we are in today um i am talking specifically um uh to the heart of black america right now i'm speaking to you if you can share this video to black americans um they're going to be angry with me but it needs to be said um so let's just start at the beginning of where um my train of thought comes from uh, you guys know the bible says am i therefore become your enemy because i tell you the truth yes most of the time when you tell someone the truth and i should know after being in ministry as long as i have you will become their enemy if you tell them the truth if it's something that is a very big issue to them or a pet issue or something that they have hung their hat on all their lives if you start to bust up that paradigm whether it doesn't matter if the paradigm's false or not they generally speaking from what i've seen from humanity is that yes you will become their enemy because they will just start attacking you and in any way shape or form in order to justify their position typically that's typical 
I am a huge fan of the writings of Walter Williams, uh, Shelby Steele, and Thomas Sowell. Um, they have really informed many. Now again, I'm not endorsing any of those writers. I don't know anything about them. Just this, I'm gonna let her talk. So I think about today. To me, being a black conservative is not a trend. It is not just being a Trump supporter. It is about doing the hard work and the research and learning the things, um, the, you know, the the things behind what conservatism, uh, the foundation of what conservatism really is, really. Um, and I came across something in Shelby Steele's book that hit me like a truck and it has stuck with me and it has transformed me and i hope that when i repeat this to you it will transform you uh black americans to realize that there is something very ugly and broken um about our culture and um the only way we're going to fix it is if we're honest about it so shelby Steele was talking in his book i believe it was white guilt and he was talking about something unique about the culture of black Americans that you will not find in any other culture in America. And it is the fact that we cater to the bottom denominator of our society. Uh, let me explain what he means by that. He means to say that we are the only community um, that will get outraged and get up and organize and picket in protest to defend the bottom denominator of our community, meaning right. criminals, uh, uh, burglars, robbers, anything that you commit a crime, only black Americans will be out picketing to defend the criminals. It is not something um, that white Americans do, not something that Jewish Americans do. You will be hard pressed to find a Jewish American who has a rap sheet as long as the day um, and something bad happens to that person and Jewish people are using their platform to speak out in defense of that person. It won't happen. Same for white Americans, not a single white American is out there defending Derek Chauvin. They will dispose of the people that they think are, you know, are in are at the bottom of their society, and they will instead uplift the people that are at the top of their society. Um, which means that um, they're raising their average very easily. You know, when you when you rally behind the people that are doing the good things in your society, as opposed to people that are doing bad things in society, you raise your average. So we have collectively lowered our average because over the last five years, it has become extremely fashionable for us to martyr criminals. It, it's, it's unbelievable. Not even Latinos do this. They will not martyr their criminals. They do not put the names of their criminals on shirts. Uh, they don't buy posters of their criminals. They don't get celebrities to speak out about their criminals and the defense of their criminals. They just say, you are a criminal, goodbye, right? That is just, but black Americans were unique and it is incredible um, because we dismiss people that are at the top of our communities. Bye-bye uh, Condoleezza Rice, you're a coon. Bye-bye Larry Elder, you're a coon. Bye-bye. Uh, Shelby Steele, Thomas Sowell, Coon Coons, Uncle Tom's gone, gone. Bye. Hate you. Here we are, George Floyd. You are a martyr and a hero. Now, when I first saw the story circulating, everybody wanted to jump on and and make him out to be the modern-day Martin Luther King. He was just getting his life together. He was out there doing good things. He was making music. Based off the video I saw and the 911 transcript, that just didn't sound accurate to me. And But I wanted to let everybody play pretend because it was fashionable and it was trending. I mean, first and foremost, the person who called 911 clearly said that he was on drugs, um, that something was wrong, but he was not sober. And she, the person couldn't make out what drug uh, he was on if you read the 911 transcripts. Beyond that, if you look at a video, you will see, which the media has tried to censor, when he is leaning against the wall, when the cop initially puts George Floyd against the wall, he drops a white baggie um, of a substance um, on yes. the ground. Uh, I don't know what it is. It could be cocaine. Uh, I, God knows it, what it is in that little baggie. It was. It was the. It was flour, for for cooking. He had some. Fly, he was going to bake some bread later. That's what it was. Obviously. Drop it beside him. So it's a man that had drugs on him. Uh, was using counterfeit bills. 
and was high uh, and <laughs> went into a store and the police were subsequently called at him. Now, there is no dispute and no argument that you're going to hear from me that what Derek Chauvin did was right. There is not. And the reason why I'm not talking about Derek Chauvin is because we actually have reached a consensus in this society. Everybody agrees that what he did was wrong. Everybody is happy that he is arrested no matter what color you are. And every single person hopes that justice is served to George Floyd's family. That is not why I'm doing this video. This is not a defense of Derek Chauvin. This is not a video to say that when you are a criminal, you deserve to die. Nope, none of that. I want to talk about martyring criminals. I want to talk about suddenly putting them on t-shirts and picket signs and marching and pretending they were the best representatives right. that we've had of our community. So yes. I then decided to take a dive and to look at his record. Uh, you know, George Floyd, what is his record? Does it matter? Me personally, I think if you spend some time in prison, you make a mistake. I'm a big believer that society should forgive you, uh, especially when you're young and you have a first offense. Uh, I think it can be very easy to get caught up in the system. I have used my platform to speak out against that, um, uh, to try to box people in and pretend that they are always criminals. I believe in second chances. I don't know that I believe in third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth <laughs> chances. Um, so I wanted to show you guys what the media has not been reporting on. Uh, you can say this is not a value, but I'm going to tell you why it is a value. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. 1998, um, George Floyd uh, spent his first prison stint 10 months for theft with a firearm. Okay, I believe in second chances. And 1998 is a very long time ago. Again, four years later, in 2002, he spent eight months in prison for a cocaine offense, different offense. We're talking about a drug offense. Okay, you can say that was another mistake. But then two years later, he spends another 10 months for a cocaine offense. I guess uh, just another mistake. Uh, 2005, he spends another 10 months uh, for a cocaine offense. This time, uh, they stipulated that he had less than one gram and he went back to prison. Now, the most important um, crime that he committed is the one that he spent uh prison time for uh, in a, a, a five years for pardon in prison. Um, and I want to paint this picture because this is what makes me feel disgusted in black America, um, because we are so willing uh, to let black victims who are victims of black crime, um, you know, we have no defense for them. Black on black crime, we don't care about. Uh, imagine you are a pregnant woman, because this is what happened in this scenario. You are a pregnant woman and you receive a knock at your door. And it is a person that says they work for the water department. So you waddle your pregnant butt to the door and you open it, only to realize the person standing at your door does not work for the water department. You very quickly try to slam the door closed, at which point a Ford um, with five other black men uh, uh, pulls up into the front yard and five men jump out of the car, one of which is George as George Floyd, and he jams his way into your home. Now, this happened, just so you know. This isn't theoretical. This is some. This is one of the crimes he committed. Now, you are pregnant, and at this point, George Floyd takes a gun and points it to your stomach, threatening you. You are screaming. Points it at your unborn baby in your stomach. This is the type of slime bag George Floyd was. And he did it over and over and over again. Are crying for your life um, and you don't know if you're going to make it out of this situation alive at this point George Floyd puts you into your living room and instructs his friend who is with him to watch you his armed friend to make sure that you don't move from the living room as they ransack your home looking for drugs and money of which they find neither but they take your cell phone um, and some other personal objects of yours Fortunately, um, on their way out, uh, a neighbor catches the plates of the car that pulls away um, and uh, gives it to 911. And 911 is able to track down George Floyd um, and arrest him. And two years later, in 2009, he is sentenced to five years in prison. 
this is a black woman that this happened to, a black pregnant woman that this happened to. This black pregnant woman, wherever she is in the world, is now watching as the entire world uh, puts the name of this person who did that to her uh, and says justice for him and paints right. him out to be Martin Luther King, right. um, uh, who just had a dream and wanted more for black America, yep. despite his extensively long um, mm-hmm. uh, a, a rap sheet. And they're saying it doesn't matter what his rap sheet was uh, and that we should put him up and pretend that he should have a larger platform and that this was an innocent man who wanted what was best. Absolutely. Now, I'm inclined He's to- little Bo Peep who lost his sheep, obviously. And that black woman, though, she doesn't count at all. She doesn't matter at all. Did you see any headlines? About- no, because it was black on black crime. So that doesn't matter. Who cares if he pointed a gun at the unborn baby and her son? Dude, you just were, you, as far as I'm concerned, you, after all the stuff you did, you forfeited your right to live a long time ago, if you ask me. That's just me, though. No man does that to a pregnant woman, okay? I don't care what color she is. You don't do that ever. But no, she doesn't count because she's black and he's black. Hey, look, he got out of prison. If that would have been a white guy doing it to a black pregnant woman, understand that that would have been a never-ending headline that would have never, ever left the headlines, even though that almost never, ever occurs. And black on white rape is almost exclusively black males on white women. I gave you those stats before, but... As far as it happening the other way around, white men raping black women, it almost never, ever, ever happens, ever. 14, uh, you know, that's five and a half years after he got out of prison. He could be a different man. I would be inclined to believe all of those things if the autopsy result didn't come back and prove that he was high that day on fentanyl and methamphetamines in his system, okay? Right. So spare me your bullshit oh, about him being on the right track. Okay? Sorry about that. You, people that are on the right track do not do meth and fentanyl and drop baggies of drugs onto the ground. Now, again, this is completely separate from whether or not this cop had any right to restrict him in the way that he did on his neck. I don't believe he did, okay? But the idea that you're not going to tell you tell me that my blackness or my black part is now associated to how hard I want to defend this person, a career criminal, right, and, and make, it, make him out to be the modern-day Malcolm X, You've lost your mind. You really lost your mind. I'm tired of playing these games with Black America. I'm tired of us being considered, you know, not smart, uneducated. Oh, I actually saw comments on a random website writing about the article. Oh, now wait for Black people to start rioting because Black people got to be Black people. I'm reading these comments and realizing that these people are writing in the comfort of anonymity. And they're writing that their perception of Black Americans are people that have very little facts and riots and are angry and have no idea of w- about what's actually going on, or basically understanding that the whole concept of racialized police brutality is a myth, okay? All you have to do is sit down and do basic mathematics to discover that the entire narrative that we have been sold is a lie, okay? Which is exactly what I've stated over and over. I gave you the stats on it. I uh, had a black listener, I think, email me last week and just want to just dispute everything well how do you know any of those statistics okay well then i guess you know if you don't believe any of the fbi statistics then what's the point of even arguing obviously you're right and i'm wrong i don't have a leg to stand on obviously every everything i've ever put out regarding this is just a total lie even though it's so easy to verify but 
she's saying it. She's she's confirming what I've told my listeners over and over again. Why? There is no racially targeted police brutality against black Americans. In fact, if you are a white American and you commit a violent crime, you have a 25% higher chance yes. of suffering a police fatality than black people. Yes. Now, you might come across some people that are really bad at math and they'll say, Candace, I know that only nine black people were killed last year unarmed by police officers and 19 white people were killed unarmed by police officers. But black Americans are... Um... Her police killing data comes from the Washington Post, which is easily accessible. 13% of the population, and white Americans are 60% of the population. So that's why. No, that's not how math works. You don't look at the numbers according to how many black people there are in America and how many white people there are in America, because not all white people commit crimes and not all black people commit crimes. The numbers you look at is how many police encounters black people had versus how many police encounters white Americans had. And when you look at those numbers, you will realize that the only thing we're doing disproportionately in this country is committing crimes. <laughs> Take 2018, for example, right? 13% of the population, black Americans, accounted for 40, 40% of all of the murders and something like 50% of all violent offenses in the country. Right. That's not normal. We are having more encounters with police and despite right. having more encounters with police, White Americans are the ones that are being killed at a higher rate. Exactly. Okay? And Hispanic men at a higher rate. When you but see, I can't say that as a white guy. This is off limits. What, she, what she's saying, and really what she's saying from a the, all the heat she's going to take from blacks is also off, off limits. But she's so brilliantly and succinctly stating this. I mean, you know, it... it she's just rattling it all off now i have stated this stuff before but here we have a very intelligent black woman doing the same thing upset and you look over 100,000 encounters with police and uh, with white americans versus black, black americans you will discover that black americans have less of a chance of having a fatal incident with police officers those are the facts and i really don't care how those facts make you feel i know it's so easy so easy today being a black person to take the victim narrative to believe that we're being brutalized by police officers to believe that these nine instances of police brutality that happen per annum are a really big deal but we should shut up about the thousands of black americans that are being killed by other black americans because it doesn't matter right nine per year and this is what we're all the humanity collectively is all going nuts about and why they're having riots nine per year I mean, it, it, wow, the, it's just, it's, it's incomprehensible. It doesn't matter when we kill ourselves. It doesn't matter when we're on drugs. It doesn't matter when we're high. We want the police officers to hold our hands. And if God forbid something goes wrong in, in, in the midst of a police arrest, we want to riot and we want to burn down our own neighborhoods because that makes so much sense. And we'll ally ourselves with the far left crazy Antifa thugs who know exactly what they're doing, who know exactly who, do, who know exactly which group of Americans will be the most responsive and the most emotional. They get a couple of big celebrities to tell you black lives matter, black lives matter, and put up a symbol while they're marching with you because they all think we're stupid. That's the truth. The left thinks we're dumb, okay? And we have to stop proving them right. We have to stop taking the bait. We have to stop accepting a foolish election time narrative that is going to disappear on November 3rd. It's going to be like it never happened. 
The gap between Philando Castile, who, by the way, was a real victim, who I used my pl platform to speak out about, right? The gap between Philando Castile and George Floyd is exactly four years. What do you think, guys? What do you think this is really about? All they care about is power. All they want to do is destroy your neighborhoods, burn them down, shut down, shut down your businesses, and get you on government dependence. At the same yep. time, poo-pooing you and telling you they're going to fight the big boogeyman of racism that doesn't exist as a problematic thing in this country. Yes. Okay? Yes. Are there racists? Of course. Of course there yeah, are racists. Of course guys. there are. There's always going to be racists in this yeah. country. Do you want to know why? Because human beings are in this country, and there's our there are black people that are racist towards whites. If you think I'm kidding, go look at some of the articles that are written on yeah. BuzzFeed. There are white people that hate white people. There are white people that hate themselves. Yep, absolutely. There are black people that hate black people. Right? I've had numerous black listeners email me, and I've saved their. I, I've got I've got a file that that I've never done. I've done partial teachings on it, and it's called Black Crime Statistics and the Media Silence. Because I don't care where I see evil, I'm going to expose it. A little bit of those stats I got into last week, we're going to, you know, this is a little bit of that. But I have had numerous listeners email me over the years and totally agree with what I'm saying. And they tell me that their own race is the most racist race that there is by far. And they're around white people and they're around black people. And that's what they are telling me. And when I, I try to give that back to the, the, the few times that I get flack from some of my new black listeners that I offend, I, I give them that doc and they can't ever refute it. They just want to attack me for being a racist whitey, essentially. You know, they don't care about the facts. They don't care about the stats. They don't care about what's obviously going on here. They don't care about the New World Order agenda here that's being implemented they don't care about any of that. All they care about is getting a point across their own narrative that I am a racist white man and that I need to shut my mouth. That's that's it. I've dealt with it over and over and I refuse to deal with it anymore. I think the most racist things I've ever been said about me since I got into politics were said by other black people, not by white people, believe it or not, right? The whole Uncle Tom Coon thing, that language that white liberals taught us, right? We call that to one another. So we have some nerve calling other people racist. We are the most vicious and racist, racist people in this country mm. when it comes to taking down our own. When wow. we kill each other faster, when we insult each other faster, when we continue to cater to the bottom denominator of our society, okay? I'm tired of blaming the white. I'm tired of your stupid posts. I'm tired of your little black squares that are supposed to mean something. A bunch of celebrities that want to look empowered. They don't care about you. Are you stupid? Your, your neighborhoods are burning down, not theirs. They're going to fund people. Christy, oh, I'm going to fund getting people out of prison from behind my gated community that's never going to get burned down. Right? <laughs> it's never going to get burned down. From behind my, these security guards that defend me and will shoot first. And ask I have to just say, she's doing about a thousand percent better job than I could ever do. She's she's awesome. I mean, she literally, I, I just, I stand in awe. I mean, she really is doing about a thousand percent better job than I've ever done at actually going into this subject. She's later, but I'm going to fund the people that are burning down the black neighborhoods and pretend that I'm with black people. We are just complete jokes to the left, right? Because the thing is that they do it every four years and we keep falling for it. It's like they're not even switching it up. They're not even switching it up. 
they're just ruining another generation of black Americans every four years. And you want to know what the result of these protests are besides our neighborhoods burning down, besides our black youth uh, being arrested. We just signed up for another 60 years of black poverty. And during those 60 years, you're going to have AOC and leftist politicians stump on the issues and claim it is because of systemic racism and not because they sent a bunch of white Antifa thugs to burn down the neighborhoods and to burn down the black, the black uh, businesses and to take all of these bricks to windows and businesses and force the business owners to leave, people that can afford to leave and leave these black communities depleted with no jobs. They're going to pretend it's because of white people not because of their bricks and their riots and their protests and because black lives matter and a George Floyd, he's not my martyr. George Floyd is not my martyr. He can go be yours. Okay. I liked Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant wasn't a career criminal. Okay. He was a career basketball player. You want to go be, have a George Floyd be your martyr? Go have him be your martyr. Put a poster of George Floyd up on a t-shirt, walk around, loop, be an idiot. But I want nothing to do with it. Okay. And to all you black conservatives, who think that black conservatism is a trend, right? Oh, I'm, I'm a Trump supporter, but, right? But I'm, I'm showing that I'm, I, you know, I'm really black because I stand behind this stupid narrative and I'm going to sit here and say that black lives do matter because I'm trying to make people think that I'm in the middle. You're spineless. You're spineless and you're uneducated. Go pursue the numbers. If you want to really sound the platform of uplifting our community, cut the crap and tell them the truth. You don't need to be well-liked. I'm not well-liked. I don't care. I'm not here to be well-liked. You want to know what my job is? My job is to be an alarm clock for black America. You know what an alarm clock does, right? It's a really annoying sound. Everybody hates it. There's nobody in the world that likes an alarm clock. But when it goes off, eventually you wake up. My job is to wake up black America, okay? And the only way I can do it is by telling the truth. So thank you guys so much for listening. She is awesome. Oh, wow. Okay. That's all we got for part two. I'm, I'm a little over on time, so uh, try to wrap this up in the next part here. God bless you, and see you in part three.